and we asked ourselves, we we're like, is this all that we're going to do? We already bought a house, which it took my mom until she was like 40 to buy a house. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So to me, I was like, man, I'm 20 years ahead of the game already because we already own our house. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, welcome back to Building Great Sales Teams. I've got a special one today. I was actually just in the studio they're in right now a couple of days ago. I have with me Maria and Bryson Kirby with the Elliott Group. They are experts in sales training and business development, and their mentor is the one and only Andy Elliott. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you, Doug. We appreciate the intro. Yeah, absolutely. Pleasure to be here, man. It was awesome seeing you last week. Glad you're home safe, and uh, yeah, glad to be here with you today, man. Yeah, my family is too. They got spoiled. I, I didn't travel for like three months, and my daughter was like, it was too long don't do it again <laughs> i'm like oh, you can get violent sometimes what's that you start bringing them with you yeah exactly exactly right and and now's a good time because they're out of school for the summer but they're going right back to school in a couple of weeks so all right guys so we met through facebook and uh we had a mutual friend at the time it was just sean pollard he had joined apex so uh you know i went ahead and accepted the requests and everything and then you guys started working me right after that. <laughs> was it 10 months? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Well, what what I appreciated about it, and I'm never going to, you know, just be like, oh, I don't you know, block you or anything like that. What I appreciated is y'all tried to start a genuine conversation versus saying, hey, could you use better sales training for your sales guys? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so... <laughs> And that's how so many people approach it. So I appreciated the more of the like building a relationship approach, which is, you know, as you guys know, paramount in sales. And then over time, my situation changed, right? And we went back and forth with everything. We're like, hey, there's some synergy here. And then you guys invited me out. I was on Jacob's podcast, Young Closers. Shout out. We'll throw that link in the notes as well. And, um, and we found out there's a ton of synergy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. no, it was a fun ride, that's for sure. But we're glad we, that we finally got you out here, man. And <laughs> about it, so. Dude, y'all's, okay, so it's not fair, right? So you got to understand, I come from a heavy recruiting background, commission only, door to door. There's nothing sexy about this, right? Now, when you guys recruit for anything in your company, y'all got the sexy office. Everybody in the office is sexy. And then you got Andy going viral every other day. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. what is recruiting like for you guys right now? Is it just like y'all have applications out the wazoo or is it like most people are scared to even ask because they know they got to have a six pack in six months? <laughs> yeah, I would say it's probably a combination of both. I think a lot of people are scared um, because Andy is very intense and you know, you've met him in person now and you can see that. Andy is not that fake. He is the same person in person as he represents himself online. Same thing with Jackie and same thing with the team. But from a recruiting standpoint, you know, we don't necessarily get applications in. Andy and Jackie strategically recruit from events. If you're not willing to invest in yourself, 
how would you ever be able to sit down and convince or sell anyone else on that they should be investing in themselves? So we usually, you know, we don't, Indian Jackie don't recruit people for who they are. They recruit people for who they believe they can become. And if they can look in your eyes and say, hey, this person right here has got something, they've got an edge and it might take them a little bit extra time, but we know one day they're, if we give them the right tools that they need to succeed, they'll be a contributing member of the entire company. Oh, I love that. And it, it makes a ton of sense. Immediately, your recruiting pool, they're already investing in themselves, which is like step one of what Andy's trying to get everybody to do, right? So that makes a ton of sense. So let's go back to y'all's story and how y'all came across Andy. What business were y'all coming from? What event was it? And what was that whole, what did that whole process look like? Um, yeah, so it was my first year in sales, came up on the tail end of it. And I was a huge Brad Lee follower. Love Brad. Shout out Brad. And I sent Maria this podcast, one of his Dropping Bombs podcasts. And I sent it to her and I was like, hey, I want you to listen to the last 15 minutes of this. And I would like to go to this event. And it was Closer School Live, the first one that he did last year in Vegas. And she listens to it. She calls me a little bit later and she was like, hey, I think that's super cool. What tickets do you want to get? Blah, blah, blah. And I was still kind of like on the fence. It was I had never invested in anything like this before. Um, I never had any training for like sales or anything. I just kind of winged it my first year and I mm. felt like I had a pretty good first year and to celebrate, I wanted to go to this event. I was like, you know, it's time I get serious about this. I know that, that, that I, I have an, uh, another level to get to. And, uh, so we go back and forth and we get off the phone. We don't buy anything. We don't make a decision or anything. And then like three or four hours later, she calls me. And she's like, hey, have you thought any more about it? And I was like, yeah, I just I still don't know if we should spend the money, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, well, sorry, we're going. I already bought the tickets, and they're not refundable. And I was like, oh. oh. I was like, okay, this is it. And so I asked her, I was like, what tickets did you get, general admission? Because there was general admission, VIP, and then platinum. And she was like, well, I got a VIP for myself, talking about her. And she was like, and then I got you a platinum ticket. And so in my uh, head, I was numbers and I was like, okay, she just spent eight grand. We've never done this before. I was like, okay, well, I guess we're going to make the most out of it. So, um, yeah, that was really exciting because we had never spent money on an event or training or anything like that before. And that was step one. And, uh, I think just going all in on the decision, which thankful to she or to Maria, we wouldn't have done, I probably wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, if we wouldn't have done that, then it definitely wouldn't have worked out the way that it did. So. Yeah, and then interestingly enough, I wasn't even in sales yet. I had actually just <laughs> left my job. So I, before this, I was a surgical veterinary technician for three years. So okay. I just helped with anesthesia and stuff on cats and dogs doing basic surgery. And one day, as as he was kind of closing in onto the end of his first year in sales, I only made like twenty eight thousand dollars a year, and which mm. is nothing. And so I, he kept telling me as I was spending a lot of time with the work I was doing he was like you can do more you're built for more like you, you're capable of so much more than what you're doing right now you spend 12 plus hours a day here you work your ass off like there's something else that you could do and so one day he brings home a paycheck for like 30 grand and I'm like oh, yeah. worked a month and I worked my ass off for a year so I decided within that month I was like all right I'm out I'm gonna figure out sales I'm gonna figure something out so really mm. in this period too I was jobless and yeah. he was really the only one that was working. I was doing a lot of the stuff at home. Of course, we don't have kids or anything, but 
I was still just trying to like, I just almost turned into like a little Betty Crocker. It's like gardening and like doing random things. Get it, girl. <laughs> so when I heard about these tickets, I was like, this is my end too, along yeah. with pulling up, but also where I could figure out, hey, what do I even want to do? So we ended up going to the event together, which was a big piece for working with Andy and Jackie and actually meeting them because that's such a big thing. That's why you would make the comment about, hey, bring your daughter with you next time. Yeah. Because your family with you is such an important piece. And even though I wasn't in sales, we still spent the money to go and, and do all these things because we knew that if we went together, then we could collaborate and put both of our brains together and reach for, for another level. And to wrap back around to your original question of how we met Andy. So mm -hmm. the craziest thing about this whole situation is Andy wasn't even originally speaking at this event. It was supposed to be someone else. I think a schedule conflict or something came up. They ended up backing out. And Andy just decided because he had a good relationship with Brad that he would fill in last minute and come speak. And as soon as I heard Andy speak, I didn't even know the guy existed before this event. And this is literally a year ago on Friday, this past Friday. So just wow. a year ago, this happened. Um, I heard Andy speak and I told Maria, I was like, I want to learn anything I can from that guy. Like just, he was so infectious. He was bleeding passion. And I was just like, he clearly like, he's good at this. He knows what he's doing. I want, this guy would be my mentor. And so as soon as he came off the stage, because of the seats that I had, I was literally within like 10 feet of where he exited the stage. And I ran up to him and uh, got his ass. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I was the first guy in front of him. And uh, yeah. I told him, I was like, Andy, I'm going to be honest with you. Yesterday, I didn't even know who you were. I was like, after hearing you speak, I want you to be my mentor. I want you to help me get to my next level. And he was like, what's holding you back? This is the first thing he asked me. What's holding yeah. you back? And I said, well, the first thing I could think of, because it's the only thing that her and I really ever argued about, I was like, I smoke marijuana every day of my life, all day, every day for the last like nine or 10 years. And mm -hmm. he was like, dude, you cut that shit out. And I was like, you're right, you're right. And so I was like, I'm done with it. And um, for like a month after the event, I just like, Andy gave me a cell phone number, him and I stayed in touch. And yeah. uh, I just tell him like, hey, another week by, I didn't smoke anything. Hey, another week by, I'm still good. And then a month went by. Um, and then that's finally when Andy called me and he was like, you know what, man, the fact that you made a decision in an instant like that, and then you actually stuck with it and committed to it. He was like, that's something that not most people do. Yeah. He was like, because of that, there's something about you that I want on my team. And he was like, would you come out and be on my team? And I was like, what do we need to do, man? And he's like, well, I need you to move to Scottsdale, Arizona. And yeah. I was like, okay. And so just so you know, we lived in North Carolina at the time. And so <laughs> I get off the call with Andy and I go and tell Maria and I'm like, hey, babe, Andy just called me. And he wants us to come join the team. And so she was like, all right, well, what do we need to do? And so we decided that we were going to sell our house. And 10 days later, we had a pickup truck packed full of stuff, and we started driving across the country with our dogs. <laughs> <laughs> a month after meeting the van. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. There, there's so many parts of this story I want to unpack for everybody listening to really understand what happened here. Well, I mean, the first, the first thing is, you know, you inspiring Maria. And then based on that inspiration, Maria making the decision to uh, purchase those tickets. I mean, and, you know, I, I don't know what all the financials were and everything, but at the end of the day, if she's only making 30K a year, that was almost a third of her income to make that purchase. You know, so that's massive, yeah. massive faith in in both of you guys. And then you go to the event and you like attack Andy as soon as he gets off stage. Right. So that's <laughs> important. I mean, he he appreciates that kind of stuff, like, right, that aggressiveness to I mean, you paid for the ticket, right? So you're there. And uh, I love it, man. I love that you did a cold turkey. You just dropped uh, smoking like that. 
And then uh, he obviously recognized that greatness was developing. But you guys are doing all of this at such a young age. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that journey in sales, I would imagine, started when you were like 24, 25. And then you met Andy at, at 26 or 25. Yep. So I got into sales. I was 24. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at the time we went to closure school, I was, yeah, 25. And I just turned 26 last December. So, um, yeah, as of like last month, I've only been in sales for two years now. So it's been a wild ride. That's it's for sure. It's been insane. <laughs> yeah. So you guys have been, you guys have been together for 10 years now, married for five. And so y'all have experienced life together and naturally because y'all had similar environments, y'all have a similar mindset, you know, what, what do you think was the catalyst for the mindset that you guys have right now? I mean, I don't know anybody y'all's age that would jump in a truck and move across the country. For, for an opportunity like this. I mean, yeah, the celebrity status, but he wasn't a big celebrity back then, right? He was just a motivational guy, you know? And so what do y'all think the catalyst was for that type of mindset to where you could tackle something like this? You could start and, you know, become part of a new venture and 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 want to take that risk. Yeah, I would say that um, for full transparency, you know, we weren't always on the same page. Bryson actually came from very different backgrounds up okay. to the point we met at 16 and then when we met at 16 that's when our lives just kind of led together we've been together ever since then but there were a lot of things that i grew up with I was very poor i uh, grew up with addicts for parents and bryson's family was all first responders as far as mm -hmm. they were sheriffs or or uh, worked for some kind of company in that sense um so he grew up very differently than i did his parents were still together when we got together mine had been divorced and remarried and, and I had siblings and stuff and it was just very different. I was a very negative person and that was a big fight for us in the beginning was him mm -hmm. trying so good and he hadn't really struggled for anything. So as we were growing, we were really growing together because he hadn't been through a whole lot of experience in life because he right. came from a good environment as a kid and I came from so much experience that I was still healing from that we really helped each other. It opened his eyes to a different world that's out there and what people really go through but it also helped me get through the things I was getting through. So I wasn't so yeah. angry and we weren't butting heads all the time. And so what happened is we ended up just growing together. And really what I think the flip for us as we got older was we had made it in our town. We lived in Hickory, North Carolina, where if you make six figures and I mean, low end hundred K you're yeah. killing it. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely dominating the industry. You're the top 1% over there unless you're living in Bali. And so, yeah. When we had turned 22, we had bought our first house and it was a quarter of a million dollars, which was massive. Like people didn't buy houses at 22 for that much. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Both of our vehicles, you know, we had this like American lifestyle so early of like literally white house, white picket fence, two dogs, 401k, like we had that stuff. And then we just kind of kept listening to other things that were happening in the world. And we'd never left this little tiny bubble that we were in. And so I started listening to what was happening in the world. And I don't mean the, the news. I mean right. what actual business owners were doing, what mentors were doing, what Brad Lee was doing, Ryan Stuming, all these people that we had been listening to for probably the two years that we lived in our house mm -hmm. until finally it was like, is this really it? And we asked ourselves, we are like, is this all that we're going to do? We already bought a house, which it took my mom until she was like, 40 to buy a house mm -hmm. um so to me i was like man i'm 20 years ahead of the game already because we already own our house and we just kind of decided that this there's no way this can be it there's no way that you live you work forever and then you die and that's it it doesn't make any sense 
And the only other next step was kids. And we weren't ready for that. We were like, we don't really right. want kids. There's got to be more to life. And so making that decision, we just decided that we had to be built for more. And I just remember us talking and just being overcome with like this sense of confidence, I guess, of like, if we go and we spend this money, even if we pull one thing from it, it will pay for itself because we're missing something and we couldn't mm -hmm. figure out what we we're missing. And so then we, we did that and we ended up going to Las Vegas we saw all of these different kinds of people, all these different business minded people. And it really showed us that there's so much more out here and we just hadn't seen it yet because we were stuck in our bubble. And then we just went to war after that. And um, I don't know why. And I wish, you know, one day we're going to do a podcast with Andy and really why it was that, that they gave us that phone call that one day and um, yeah. why they entrusted to even bring us out here in the first place. But I think, too, we didn't have security in Andy Elliott. I mean, we believed him 100%, but mm -hmm. we had security ourselves. We knew that, that. No we did. We had each other's backs. It was us against the world. It didn't matter where we went. We were going to make it either way. So this has been a, a, a reoccurring, and, and I love the pivot point. I love the pivot point. You guys are way ahead. You know what I mean? You're 22, 23 years old, the beautiful home, the dogs, the life, right? And you could, you could just skate that all the way into retirement someday, you know, and, and have a beautiful life, you know, um, but you were exposed, right? You were exposed to a higher level of thinking. You were exposed to, hey, there's more out there that we want to tackle, that we want to attack. We're still hungry for this. You know, we're not ready to settle down. We're not ready for the kids and, and, and all the things that I deal with every day right now. <laughs> not ready for that, right? And then... I think this is a reoccurring theme, though, the last week of a lot of younger people that I've talked to. It's it's as an older business owner and having not really found that level of thinking until the last couple of years because it didn't exist. Right. It, it, it wasn't out there as much. You know, I only heard about Ryan Stuman in, in 2016, I want to say, you know, and um, but here's the most important piece and, and why why we can't take any way, anything away from you guys. Right. Cause, cause I, I'm sure y'all have heard that before. It must be nice to work for Andy Elliott at 26 years old. You know what I'm saying? It must be nice to, to be surrounded by this amazing success and have it influence you all the time. Of course, you're going to be successful. Like it's like, it's y'all didn't do it. You know what I mean? One, you had to be successful first, right? You had to be willing to invest in yourself. You had to have a mindset that I got to be honest. I had confidence in myself and I had, uh, I, you know, I was ambitious and I, I was a hustler at 23 years old, but I was not thinking I was going to spend eight grand on some closer school, you know what I'm saying? And, and invest in myself that way. I, I did not have that mindset, which is why I ran my business for 10 years before I even invested in myself that, you know, so that was the mistake that I made back then. So I, I just want to recognize you guys for, for seeing that and actually acting on it versus just kind of like, Oh no, I got this. I'm a hustler. I'm smart. I'm going to do it my way. You know what I'm saying? Which I did for 10 years, <laughs> but I, I just want to make sure I appreciate you guys for that. Cause it is too easy to say, Oh, well you guys, you know, like, like Jacob's another great example, right? You know, yeah. had a, a lot of success really young and now he's mentored by Andy Elliott. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you know, Zach Sasser is another great example. You know, he got into the apex uh, sales early on and now he's mentored by Ryan Stuman. It doesn't take away the, the the mindset and the growth attitude, which you shouldn't even have at 22 years old. You're invincible. 
you know what I'm saying? Like you shouldn't even have that that young, you know, but you guys do. And so uh, I really appreciate that. Okay. So let's get into the sales piece of it. All right. Do you guys execute the same way? Do y'all, you know, are y'all on the same plan? Is, is everybody in y'all's organization kind of on this X plus Y equals Z and this is how we execute? Or you guys kind of have your own styles of how y'all prospect the sales process and how you close? So I would say, and this is just the environment that we, that we have the opportunity to be in. Um, it depends when you ask us because everything <laughs> is constantly changing so much. And so just like you said, whenever we first met Andy, he wasn't this huge influence on Instagram or on social media. He wasn't speaking at all of these events. Like Closer School was really one of the first events that Andy spoke at that wasn't one of his own events here in Arizona. And so like just the fact that we were fortunate enough to see him there in that environment, I mean, it's everything. And so, you know, when Andy started his business, it was 99% automotive clients that were reaching out because that's the industry that he came from. So naturally he fit right into that role. And at that time, the automotive industry was booming, like because of COVID, like they didn't need sales training. You can trip and fall into 25 car sales. Yeah, cash for clunkers and whatever else was going on. Yeah. So whenever Andy started the business, their sales pitch was basically just basically instilling in other people that there was another level to get to. It's like, look, dude, I know you're going to go make 200 grand this year, but if you work with us, we can get you to three, we can get you to four. Mm -hmm. And so, and then, you know, fast forward after COVID, the car market kind of took a dive, you know, late last year and our whole kind of process kind of changed because now it's like, okay, now you actually need us. So then we were the authority in the industry and that people were reaching out to us like, hey, I was making 300 last year, but this year I'm projecting to make like 100. And, you know, just like we all do, we adjust our lifestyles. We go buy boats and bigger houses and we yeah. go take out loans. And now our income gets cut by 66%. And we're like, okay, now what am I going to do? And so you, they start freaking out. So that was mm-hmm. like the second of last year. And then I would say now it's completely changed again because – we're working with a completely different demographic of people now where I would say it's like one out of every 10 people that reach out now are from the automotive space. Now it's business owners, it's entrepreneurs, it's high level executives. It's all these different types of people mm-hmm. that have never been involved in car sales before that are reaching out to Andy just because his message is starting to reach them. And that's just because of his growth on all these different platforms. And so like now it's literally just, it's very conversational. It's not like, hey, we're the LA group and this is what you're going to do. It's mm-hmm. where are you at now and where are you trying to get to and where do we fit into that puzzle? And then if it's cool and you want to work with us, hey, let's make that happen. And and people, I think, love that because Andy's one of the most genuine people literally in the world. And then when they get on the phone with us and we're just as genuine, it's like Andy says all the time, just be the content. People love the content. If you're the content, people will love you. Yep. And just like you said, when we when we had reached out to you, we were just genuine, trying to start a relationship, build up a conversation mm-hmm. where it went. We weren't like, hey, buy this course, which we joked and, and, and like mess with you because if we would have actually spoke our first month here whenever we first tried to reach out to you, yeah. um, we yeah. would have tried to do something stupid like that because that was the, the period that we were in as a company um, and right. just our experience right. in general. And so the fact that it did take nine or 10 months for us to finally get connected, like now that whole dynamic has shifted, Maria and I are completely, completely different people. Now the company's mm-hmm. in a completely different place. And then you too, with your business. So it's like, I would say it's very conversational 
it's just getting to know one another. And then I would say the biggest thing is like, where are you at? Where do you want to get to? And where do we fit into that? And then do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, to add to that, to further along, you know, Bryson and I, when we came into the company, we were the first non-automotive people to come into the company. And we were the first couple to ever get hired onto the company. Other than Andy and Jackie themselves, they never hired a couple the way that they hired us. And Bryson and I have worked multiple jobs actually together, but we were the first non-automotive. And I think it's because Andy and Jackie do, they have this, they're like in tune with what's going to happen in the company and what's coming. And I think they knew that there would be this shift at some point. And so they needed a different kind of perspective other than someone who's sold automotive, people who have been in business, who've watched businesses grow, who have been able, because he grew their company when he was in foundational, foundation repair, waterproofing and stuff is what he did before and restoration. So he's built houses, he's repaired houses. And so that's really in that, that area is where we've actually shifted into in the home services space, but also more outside of the style of selling, because we were just a product of the trainer. We're a product of what Andy teaches. We go through what he says. We practice every single day, and we implement what, what we're being taught. The same thing mm -hmm. that we do. We get trained the same way that everybody else gets trained. We get access to the same information. Yes, are we here with Andy every day? Absolutely. But Andy's also not the type of person that's going to be around people who are going to consume things from him. So if we're constantly consuming, 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 and we're not contributing to the altogether, he doesn't invest time into people in the company who are going to be consumers. But with that said, Andy and Jackie have – given no limits to what we can build individually within the company either. The kind of network we want to go to, the kind of industry we want to go into, the kind of training we want to film. Andy and Jackie have no limits on that. So as far as the side of like, does everyone do the same thing? We're all on the same mission, but everyone has their own individual things. Jacob's a little bit different, you know, than, than everyone else and a little bit different than us. Same thing with Sean Pollard. He's a little bit different in the way that he operates, but we all get given the same tools. So what are you going to do with the tools that you're handed whenever you come into the company? And you can build what you want. You can build an empire or you can stay being an average, you know, person. I love it. I love it so much because it does. It gives y'all a, a blank canvas with some paints and a paintbrush. <laughs> Essentially, like, go forth and conquer, right? And and obviously, y'all have your so, – so walk me through, basically, what is the company's mission? What products are y'all offering right now? Because, you know, you see – the celebrity, you see the personality, you know, and you hear this just like freaking eloquent, you know, closings happening and everything and you get caught up in it. But it's like, how do I actually bottle that and how do I make money off of it? So can you walk me through that real quick? I would say the mission to answer your question there, the mission of the company is to instill a belief in people out there that they are built for more. That's one thing I love about Maria is that's kind of like her tagline that she's adopted is built for more um because i don't think enough people realize that and just like maria and i happened you know a year ago or a year and a half ago now we were like this can't be like where we cap out at this can't be our peak and because it just happened so fast and we were like there's got to be more out there and i feel like so many people they don't realize that and so like most of or not most of but a lot of andy's content is motivational and it's not because he wants to just be another motivational speaker out there. It's like one time Andy was told that the reason that our company will be successful, and this was probably a year and a half ago, two years ago, it was Andy, Brad, and then a couple other business owners in the room. And one of the business owners told Andy back before he was who he is today and back before the company was anywhere near where it's at today, he was like, the only reason that your company will be successful and other motivational companies won't be 
is because you guys actually get people to believe. And I think that's the biggest thing is like if you don't have that belief in yourself, it doesn't matter how good you can go and get at something. It doesn't matter how much, you know, like fake confidence that you might have. If you truly don't believe in yourself and that you believe you can get to that next level, then you're never going to get there. And um, what's the saying Bradley says all the time about self-worth? You'll never out-earn your own self-worth. Like that's so true. If you believe you can go and make 100K, then you're that's the most you're going to go make is 100K. But if you believe you can go make a million a month, then if you truly believe that, you will figure out how to get to that point and it's just a matter of like your perspective and changing that yeah and then from a from a product perspective on what we actually offer it is so fluid and what we offer and we offer anything from something that's going to be like a membership where you have live coaching calls which are not very expensive they're like 99 bucks a month all the way up to customized hundred thousand dollar packages Mm-hmm. And everything just depends on the individual, if it's an individual, or we do company training. We do in-person training or virtual. We kind of take them down this road of, hey, which direction do you want to go? And we can do something in person you can get in front of Andy, or we can do something completely virtual where you can still get in front of Andy, but it's a little bit more achievable if you don't want to take on traveling and things of that sort. Awesome. And so on the front end, when we talk about the, the mission statement, all right. So in, in, in my mind, the next level or the additional earning or getting outside of, you know, what you think you can earn, you got to have tools to get there. Right. And so you guys have a platform, you know, that they can get access to essentially and, and learn different things in the sales process. Is it yes. mainly around close? Cause that's all you see Andy doing on, well, maybe just in my feed, it's always closing, right? Is it mainly mm-hmm. around closing or. So it does. Some it, of the curriculum. Yeah, so it kind of bounces. We've got mindset training, which is a really big piece of what we offer because without the right mindset, it doesn't matter how much you'll actually learn. So mindset, and then you've got handling objections. You have closing, of course, and then there's going to be marketing and branding. So the LA group is basically built off of no marketing dollars at all. We utilize social media. We didn't use any marketing dollars until probably the last three to six months. We started really building the marketing side out. But we were already growing at a pretty rapid rate. That just really, um, the word I'm looking for is, that really just made things move even faster. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's going to be a whole range of things. And then, of course, there's things specific to solar. There's things specific to a couple other home services companies. And then there's automotive sales training built into it. Um, So it just, and right now, we're also restructuring. So coming very soon, Andy's actually going to rebuild and do an entire platform just for home services. Because Mm -hmm. HVAC, pest control, roofing, siding. There's a whole other industry that we're getting into right now that we are doing training for. Tons of companies. Yeah, that we're doing training for, but everything's having to be customized. We don't have something where like, we don't have something yet where a sales rep who's doing siding can have just siding training or just HVAC training. So that right. is in the works. But what a lot of people really mistakenly do is they get into the training system and they don't take the pieces. They, they're missing the actual principle of what they're learning. They're missing right. the golden right. ticket. And they're not able to take the information that's being taught with them and just transfer it over into their industry. So mm-hmm. we're going to make it a little bit easier where when anyone can log in and it would be the same basics for everybody. Yep. But it is accessible for everybody. And I think to go on to that too is the, the word tracks and the objection rebuttals and closing, like that's all the sexy stuff. That's the fun stuff. That's the stuff that like gets people fired up. That's mm-hmm. why I see it a lot in the content. And as far as the training, like Andy, he truly does train people how to 
take the customer down the sales funnel, you know, teach them the road to the sale, how to frame questions to where you know exactly how the customer is going to answer that's going to help move the sale through the process. And I would say that's like probably one of the best things, word tracks aside and objections aside, that's one of the best things that Andy is at is framing questions. Because when you hear him in a conversation and just you hear the way he asks questions and how he frames, because he knows exactly how the customer is going to answer, even like before he asks the question. And then it just rolls right into his next point. And I think when you're able to teach that to somebody and then it really helps them realize that they have control of the whole process, that just helps boost their confidence. Now they're closing more deals. They're helping more families or customers, whatever they're doing. And at the end of the day, everybody's winning because the reason people hate salespeople is because the average salesperson sucks. I mean, that's yeah. just the truth. <laughs> and, and when you think of like a salesperson, you think of a liar, a cheat, a thief. And that's just because the average salesperson is much worse than even average. And when you truly reach that professional level and you care more than your competition, like Andy always says, um, then you truly put the customer first. And then it's literally just a matter of solving their problem with whatever yeah. service or product that you offer. And I think there's no one out there better than Andy at how to frame that through questions and just like taking the customer through the process. I love that. Um, I think what you were saying earlier, Maria, is important too in the fact that there is a lot of different training out there, but where I find business owners are struggling, especially in home services, is transferring it to their business, understanding how that converts. And that's honestly why I have a job because I'm able to do that, you know, a, a lot of that to a lot of different businesses, right? So I'm coming from door to door and we could swap out any product with our pitch and insert the product and be able to keep the same structure, the intro, the qualifier, the presentation, the close, rehash or overcoming objections. And we could, we were ad adaptable in that sense because we were uh, a, a sales org and a sales org should be able to sell several different products. And so a lot of times when I'm developing training for companies, I'll be able to insert that product in there because all I'm using is a framework, yeah. you know? And when you're using a framework, when you're using things like, bullet points instead of full sentences, it's a lot easier to train people on that and they can kind of fill in the sentences themselves, right? As long as they hit those three, you know, questions that qualify for pain points or whatever the case is, right? So I think uh, what you guys are doing is going to help me out a lot with my clients because a lot of times it's, you know, they say, well, when I bring you in to do a sales training, 100%, I'll come in, I'll do the sales training and everything, but what's going to happen when you're in roofing and in roofing, there's a 30% uh, retention rate. So 70% of the people that are here now are going to leave in two weeks. What happens then? You know, and yes, I'm going to leave you with the platform for some basic stuff, but long-term, your guys are going to be hungry for more. They're going to want the 2.0, the 3.0, the 4.0, you know what I'm saying? And so that's why I'm excited that I met you guys because I'll be able to refer them to uh, y'all's platform and they'll be able to have that at will, basically, you know, especially Absolutely. if y'all do the home services piece. That's a huge opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that we really strive for with our clients is that we don't just give them a system to plug into. That's why Andy has an entire team because there is this continued piece that so many companies are missing. Mm -hmm. And we've seen this in other training companies where they come in, they do the work mm -hmm. and then they disappear. They put them on a contract, they disappear, which is why we don't usually use, utilize any kind of contract unless someone's like, Hey, I want a contract because I want to lock in this rate because our prices are going up. 
Right. We don't yeah. normally do contracts because for us, it's like if you cancel, we didn't do our job because we know we're a thousand percent confident that this is the right training. But if we're not able to be there to can do the continued coaching side, then mm-hmm. and we're not yeah. doing our jobs and we're not keeping them engaged because naturally what people do, which is with anything, anyone that gets an exercise, anyone that gets into, into training or whatever, it's hard. It's hard to build a business. It's hard to yeah. go to another yeah. level. It's hard to train. It's hard to stay consistent. It's hard to have good habits. And so what people naturally want to do is just follow back to the old way. This is a little bit more simple than pushing, pushing, pushing constantly. And so that's what we're there for too, is to continue to push them in the end to and be like, you, you haven't logged into your training for a month. What's going on? Like, or, or you haven't logged in in two weeks. Thought that you reached out because you wanted to get better. Let's get better together. Let's do this. Uh, and so we have that extra accountability piece that yeah. most companies don't have that we also implement into our system. That's what I was going to say is as much as we are sales coaches, I would say we double as accountability coaches. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I think that's vital because, you know, I know I implemented company-wide training back in the day. I'm not going to say any names, but I told you guys the story at dinner and um, I was not able to being the business owner and um running the sales teams and everything and then trying to get them to implement this training on top of that and participate in it daily and actually learn from it because it was it was a hard transition from the training that they put out there to our industry or our product right they couldn't see the jump basically they couldn't make that jump right and so the implementation is just as important as the actual content that's in the training and that you're actually executing on this because this is, I mean, our industry in general is notorious for this consulting, coaching, events, uh, growth and development, the books, the events, the, uh, you know, courses, all of that stuff. It's a staggering like 71% never implement, never implement. So the fact that you guys have the accountability piece on top of it is going to be massive for your clients. So what do you guys have going on right now that you're excited about? I would say the bigger rooms that we're getting into, um, mm-hmm. more events that we're getting into. Uh, is have got very, an event coming up, right? Yeah, we have a couple different ones. Events all the time. It's like <laughs> there's not a weekend that goes by that we're not doing something somewhere. Um, no, I would say the next biggest one coming up is the Limitless Arena event in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, it's with the muscle. He's literally got the craziest lineup of speakers I've ever even heard of. He's got Goggins coming out, Ed Milet, Eric Thomas, Gary B, um, Dan nice. Fleischman, Bradley, and Andy's going to be there. Um, so that's going to be insane uh, because it's just a room of people that it's also really cool because these are the guys that Andy you know, has either studied you know, on his come up or he's always telling us to study. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking about like one day guys, we're going to be in a room with these guys. We're going to be on stage with these guys. And, uh, you know, we're literally three and a half years into this thing and, um, it's, it's already starting to like happen so, so fast. Um, and I think it just comes back to like consistency and the compounding effect of just, you know, staying on, on track with the same mission and just keeping your message the same and just keep pushing out what you know you're supposed to be. And it might feel like you're not going anywhere. You know, Andy used to offer a $29 product and that's all he had to offer. Yeah. And yeah. no one knew who Andy was. And it was like pulling teeth trying to get people to spend $29. That was, before, <laughs> that was before he had, you know, a training platform or anything. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, just the, the, it, like if he would have gave up on that, then this wouldn't even be happening right now. And we wouldn't be helping the type of people that we're helping or the amount of people that we're helping. 
And so it's like just because like Andy knew the vision and he knew where he could be if he just stuck with it and stayed consistent, um, I think that triples back to everything. You're staying consistent with whatever it is that you're doing. Um, like you, one of your podcast episodes might not get the views you thought it would. So mm -hmm. like, who would you be to just go ahead and cancel the podcast because it didn't work out how you wanted it to be? You would be like the millions of other podcast people out there that stopped doing their podcast. But right. you know that if you just keep doing what you're supposed to be doing and you just keep staying consistent, like eventually it's going to start kicking off and then you're going to be like the, the next top guy out there. And uh, that's why we love that, that you even you know, just asked us to come on here with you because um, it's special to us. So Yeah, one thing I want to add to the excitement, I think, too, for us that's been really important is the growth of our team. Our team is everything, and we we argue, we bicker, we're like brothers and sisters. We get mad at each other, and it's just not like any other team or company. Um, and we're just constantly getting closer, constantly growing. And I know that you asked the recruiting question before, but Andy and Jackie are always looking to bring people on. They're always mm -hmm. looking to grow the team, um, always looking to what other thing, what what other piece can we add? Like what other piece are we missing to get to another level? And we just brought one new guy on. He just started, uh, I think, two days ago and moved his entire family out here as well. Um, but the team is just everything. If we didn't have the team, this wouldn't even really be a company. And what I think is really cool, as I actually put a post up today about it, is that the team is still close even without Andy and Jackie in the picture, which is exactly mm -hmm. what Andy and Jackie always wanted to build. They always wanted to have a group of people that were like-minded, that wanted to run hard together and do good shit together. And even mm -hmm. when Andy and Jackie aren't physically participating, they're still there. They're always cheering us on. They're, you know, they're always here, um, but we're just getting closer and closer. And I think without without that, um, that's a piece that really has helped with our growth and has stuck out to a lot of other companies because they don't have teams like we have. They don't have people that run close or argue. They've got HR and you can't say certain things. and we don't, we don't <laughs> run like that. We're very honest because we want all of us to do better. We want all of us to grow yeah. constantly. So. I think that's the biggest thing is it's, you know, in the world, it's so easy to be average. That's why you said some 71% of people with all the content that's out there, they don't implement anything. They don't execute. Right. And I think like it's impossible to be average if you're within this company. And the reason mm -hmm. being is because like your, your whole environment is nothing but growth and personal development. And, like you're either going to get squeezed up into personal development and growth or you're going to get squeezed out of the company um, just because it's, it's, it's not the way that we run and it's not the values that we hold with one another. And like she said, like we'll call each other out. If someone's slipping on their diet or they're not, you know, putting up the numbers or they're, mm -hmm. they don't have a good relationship going on at home. Like they, they will get the trash out, out by the team <laughs> um, because we know what's good for them. We're not going to like pat them on the back and make them feel good. You know, we're going to be like, yo, like what's your deal? what's going on, talk to us, be open with us. And like, that's how you really like work stuff out. Um, and people, I think, appreciate that. That's why Andy's blowing up so much because he just tells the truth. He mm -hmm. doesn't sugarcoat anything and people don't hear that enough. If they do, it's in movies, it's all scripted and stuff. And um, Andy's the opposite of the script. Like he speaks from the heart. He doesn't speak from the mouth. And right. uh, I think that's why people resonate with him so much. Yeah. I love the culture that you've built. And I love that, you know, in in a time when companies are getting softer and softer and accepting less and less from their people um andy is essentially and then when we see it other places too like you know with with Stuman's team and then i'm sure brad lee's team and these these high level entrepreneurs that are in the spotlight they're holding the line with their teams 
you know, that's like, we have a standard here. You're going to take out the trash. You're going to be fit. You're going to reach for more. You're going to be ambitious. You're going to grow. You're going to develop. And it's all good for you. You know, people are trying to spin this thing the other way and, and, you know, call it, give it different names that they can uh, trademark and freaking put out there all the time as a bad thing. And it's like, man, when has being healthy ever been a bad thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when has growing and developing yourself ever been a bad thing? All of a sudden, if it's a requirement, it's a bad thing. No, that makes no sense. You know, and, and he has, he's, he's, he's taken that risk. He's held that line. You know what I'm saying? I, I hope he's got some fantastic freaking lawyers. You know what I mean? Cause we, we know as business owners, like the line that I've had to tow, you know, but again, if it's in the handbook, it's in the front end of the company. There's not a whole lot of complaining that can happen afterwards. Right. And so he's literally doing it on his social media. That's the first place you see him. So, you know, Hey, if I want to go work for Andy, I got to be on my shit. Right. And so I think it's a, incredibly important and in that we as entrepreneurs in general or sales leaders or salespeople that we start to hold that standard too, more and more and more. And we, 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 we follow that lead, I guess you could say. So, I think that's it. incredibly important. We've seen the results of it, right? I mean, you have a, a culture that is literally growing the company versus the company has to grow in order for the culture to. It's it's in reverse, you know? And everybody in the company is is growing it organically versus it all having to come from Andy and all having to come from Andy's brain. You know, nobody is is so creative and, you know, has the abilities and skills that they have that they can do everything, right? So the fact that he has a team that's creating a lot of these products for him and creating a lot of these opportunities for him is, is massive. And again, a result of that line that he held and the culture that subsequently came from it. So I think it's massive. All right. What about for you guys individually, because you are somewhere where you can sky's the limit, you know, what are you guys working on right now individually that you're excited about or that the listeners can maybe benefit from? I would say Maria and I, um, ourselves, we've kind of teamed up with Andy to help headline this home services platform that we're nice. working on. That's really cool. It's very special to Marie and I um, that Andy has given us the opportunity to help build that out with him, um, mm-hmm. just because like she said that's the background that we have. Um, and then I would say, aside from that, just looking for new business partners to to do exactly that, to partner with, to team up with. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly believe that whenever it happens, the next level of the Elliott group is through um, like through partnerships yeah. uh, with different business owners, entrepreneurs. And so we're always looking for new people to partner with. Uh, and I would say the coolest thing too about what we do and who we are is it may not even be business related. And I think a lot of people miss that is mm-hmm. some people might, you might have a, the best sales team that you've ever seen in, in your industry before. And people, you you wouldn't reach out to us because you think we're just going to attack sales training. Well, it's like, no, your sales training and your sales guys might be the best out there. Like that's awesome. You you did your part as a leader, um, but how is their health? Are they all in shape? You know. So we have like a whole fitness division of the company. How is everyone's relationships? Are they all happy at home? Are they taking care of their families? We have like a whole uh, relationship and like couples focused mastermind group that we do. So it's like mm-hmm. everything to us isn't just about sales. It's all right. about, I would say, like we talked about, having it all in life. Because so many people go so hard after business, and Doug, I'm sure you can attest to this, they go so hard after business that they give up their health or they give up their family. 
and then they look up and they've made it in business and they they have all this money, they have all the success, uh, but their kids don't know who they are and they're going to not live past 60 because they're so not in great shape. Um, and they're probably divorced or something like that just because they yeah. let all that stuff go. And I think that's one thing that people miss is no matter what it is that you're working towards, like you can work on it all together. You can work on it all at the same time. And yeah, it's going to be hard. If it was easy, then everybody would freaking do it. Um, but that's why, you know, we say we only work with the one percenters because it takes, you know, the few select people out there that actually believe in themselves that they can go do it all. And they team up with a company like us that's going to push them, that's going to give them the resources and the tools, and it's also going to hold them accountable and help them along the way. Uh, and then show them, like, look, you can do this. You are built for this. And then when they get there, now we're best friends because we got to work through this journey together. Yeah, another thing that we're really working on, too, that we take a lot of pride in is couples in business because mm -hmm. it's such a strange thing to navigate through. And so many people try it, and they're not cut out for it. But also, I think there's like a there's like this image of what a couple in business looks like, and for people to understand that it's so different for every single dynamic, and the things that we've had to go through to grow not only in business but also grow in our relationship still, and things not get stale or things not get tired or get too lost in the business side of things is important because even if you're in business together, you can still lose each other. And yeah. so our, our another area we really like to strive towards is other just other couples in business and sales or even if you've got a stay at home mom and you've got a husband that's working, that's that's still two people in business together. You're growing yeah. the life together, and so many people they always want to have this work life balance. Not if you're building anything, it's not balanced. It's very imbalanced. But the time that you do have, how are you spending that time? And um, if you're trying to grow something together, then even if you are a stay at home mom, it's like you have to be a supporter as well, but the husband has to be very present when he is home, not stuck mm -hmm. in the phone, not still growing the business. So there's just so many dynamics to it, um, but it's such an important piece that you're on the same page because so many people's growth is stunted by not communicating, by not having a common vision, by not walking down the same road. One's going one way, the other one's going the other way, and then they're clashing into each other. And so that's a really important piece too because so many people try it, but they just give up so easily. And uh, people don't understand what they're actually built for. And an individual can be beat, but a team can't be beat. And I can say with full confidence that if we we got a phone call and it was only one of us leaving, it would not have worked out the way that it did as having two people together that are on the same track. No, I love that. I love, I love it because I see that future for you guys. I mean, it, it's, it's obvious, right? And um, I think if y'all lean into that content piece, you know what I'm saying? Because y'all are living it every day. And, and it, it truly is. When y'all tell your story about how y'all came to the LA group, you guys really were the yin to each other's yang. Big time. I mean, and it and it was so cool to hear that story. And because and, I, I hadn't heard it completely yet, I don't think. And so um, it's not just this like infatuation thing or anything like that. It's you guys genuinely work so well together and complement each other so well. You know, and that's what I want to see in a power couple is the compliment versus just the dude being the dude, you know what I'm saying? And being the guy everybody goes to for everything and, and his wife being the supporting, hold the family together wife, right? Like 
when you can see them actually compliment each other in a conversation. And, that, and that's one thing I will say, I want to give you guys that compliment too, is it's very hard for a couple to do a podcast together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you don't want to, but you end up talking over each other, but it's like you guys rehearse this right now. You guys are just, you know, Bryson's doing his thing and then you're doing your thing and you're complimenting each other really well. And what you are saying is aligned and in sync, you know? So I think there's a lot to learn there, even from a young couple, especially from a young couple because the world is different than it used to be, you know, and you guys are adapting to that and, and thriving in it. So um, I think that's going to be a huge opportunity for you guys. I think it's going to be massive for sure. I think, awesome. I think one thing that's, that's helped us a lot is doing a couple of zoom calls together. Really? Um, because, yes. Yeah. It has helped a ton because we used to, I would never know when she's going to cut off because this girl loves to talk. And I'll be like, this is her point. She's about to stop. And then she'll just run way past it. And I'm like, okay. And I'm standing there for like 10 minutes and I haven't said a word. I'm like a female Andy Elliott. Yeah. No, she really does. <laughs> um, but no, I would say we've messed up plenty of Zoom calls together. And now it's just mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I'm going to let her talk. She knows I have something to say. Eventually she's going to quit. And then I'm going to get my point out. She's going to hop back in, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's all fun. It's all fun. Nothing out there is going to be perfect. And uh, definitely no rehearsing. We're just talking from the heart, like Andy always says. Yeah, eye contact is really helpful. And also one thing that we see a lot of couples don't do is they're just not honest with each other. And so it's we've fair. had Zoom calls where it's, we get off a Zoom call and I'm like, Bryson, what the hell were you talking about? Or he's like, why don't you ever let me speak? And I'm like, oh, man, you're right, because we go back and watch the recordings. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, okay, this is where we messed up. This is what we need to work on. And that's a big piece is that so many couples just aren't honest with each other. They're they're not honest with how happy they are. They aren't honest with them being able to get better or pushing because they're scared of hurting their feelings. Mm -hmm. It's like, why would I get my feelings hurt? I want to do better. You want me to do better. And, I, you know, everything has to be – communicated across and if you take offense to everything when you know that that person loves you and you know that they want what's best for you he's not saying those things to be mean to me same thing when people don't sometimes like how direct andy is Andy's not saying those things to be mean he's saying those things because he cares so mm -hmm. if i knew that he recognized something or i recognize something let's hear each other out let's coach each other on it let's see how we can get better and then we can go to another level together yeah and that's such a difficult difficult thing in the culture, or I should say society that we have now, because it is, the joke is that the husband dances around the wife's feelings, you know what I'm saying? And the husband can't say anything, even if it is productive or whatever the case is, that even comes off remotely critical, you know? But that honesty is massive in a relationship, and if it's not there, you're going to have those holes and gaps like you're talking about right now. Okay, guys. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to hit you with the heavy one now. Uh, this is the last question of the podcast. And uh, if you've heard it before, you know what it is. What does legacy mean to you? And what legacy do you want to leave behind? What does legacy mean to us? And what legacy do you want to leave behind? Oh, my goodness. Never been asked that before. That's a great question. Um, Marie and I toy back and forth with this a lot. Uh, because I think a lot of people, most people actually probably, tie legacy to their children and passing their legacy down through their generations and families. And that's honestly something that Marie and I go back and forth with maybe once a week, honestly, um, because we are 26. We're just kind of doing our own thing right now. 
and we get asked all the time, when is there going to be a little Kirby running around? When is there going to be a little Kirby running around? And it's just not something that we're like focused on or putting at the, the forefront of our priorities right now uh, for a couple different reasons. Uh, I think we're so like zoned in and we're so focused on one, continuing to build us because that's the most important thing. Um, and then two, building the business that we're building right now. Uh, because we're just, we have this, we're in such a momentum swing that the moment, and you know this about business, the moment you step away from that, it's so hard to build back up. And we have to ride the momentum that Andy has because this could all disappear tomorrow. And we're, we're, we're back, you know, to square one. And so it's like, could we have a kid right now? Absolutely. We absolutely could. Um, but we wouldn't be able to put all of our love and focus into a baby right now. And then vice versa, as harsh as it may seem, like a baby would pull us out of focus from our direct goals that we have going right now. Um, so I would say legacy to me right now is just about continuing to build our brand through who we are and what we represent and spreading that to as many people as possible. Because I believe that your community can carry out legacy just like a child could or just like a family member could. Absolutely. Um, because your community is almost like your chosen family, not your blood mm-hmm. family. And if you have the right brand and you represent the right message, then I think that becomes what your legacy is. And it's your responsibility to you know, put the right stuff out there so that people perceive it the way that you want them to. And that, that way your legacy is exactly what you want it to be. Yeah, legacy, so many people think it's, it's money, it's jets, it's nice cars, and they think that they need to have this generational wealth to be able to be passed down. But at the end of the day, that stuff's all borrowed. You don't own any of those things. God puts you here, and he gave you all of these tools, but it's up to you how you use them, and those tools don't give you fulfillment. The legacy that you're going to leave behind is the impact that you're going to have on the world. And I, a big piece for me is knowing that like my grandparents, no one knows who my grandparents are. They're dead and gone, and, and they left nothing behind other than, well, I mean, honestly, I hate to say this, but pain. And mm-hmm. same thing with my parents. Like when my, when my, I have a dad and I have a stepdad, um, and they're still both on the streets. And when they die, they won't leave anything behind other than pain. And to me, legacy is how you're going to impact the around you and mm-hmm. we don't have to have kids to impact the world we don't have to have kids to pass things down a simple interaction of you a, a lady shopping in a grocery store and ugly and she drops an apple and you pick the apple up for her and put it back in her car that's impacting somebody she's going to remember that you were kind like it's those little tiny things that stack up those little impacts that you have that the butterfly wing that creates the tsunami. It's all of those little things that you do and, and who you are at the heart. That's the legacy that you leave behind. Not the money, not the jets, not the kids, because you can have kids and they still not do what you expected them to do. They're human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, so legacy for us as well is just how many people can we help? And, you know, he made the comment of we're really focused on ourselves and that may sound selfish, but we can't, help you if we don't help ourselves first if we're not at our most elite level and we're not raising the standard every single day how can we do that for you how can we guide anybody else and have anyone else look up to us i think you're 100 percent on point with whatever everything that you're saying you know bryson what you're saying about how focused y'all are on the business right now you know 
like I did, I had to make sacrifices. I have memories that I didn't get to make because I was on the road. You know what I mean? And I was building my business at the same time as we were raising three kids. And so what did that mean for my wife? She had to make sacrifices that she wouldn't have had to make if we didn't have kids young or whatever the case was. So I think the fact that you guys are in a position where you're making an intentional decision to focus on the business right now. And then if you guys do decide to have kids later, I mean, one, you are going to be in a financial position to spend as much time as you want with them. And I would imagine in 10 years with the trajectory you guys are headed on right now, you're going to be in complete control of your schedule, your life, and everything you do minute to minute. You know, I would imagine you are architecting that right now. And uh, the results will speak for themselves in 10 years. But imagine that you do get to wake up and you're like, uh, I think I'll work a couple of hours today and then I'll hang out with my family. And the next day, I think I'll jump on a jet and go work with this client or whatever. And then uh, I have the people to take care of my family while I'm away, whether that's financial or family, whatever the case is, right? Um, complete control and decisions around the, you know, what you're doing for your business and your, and your family can't be achieved, you know, unless you somehow compressed time and, and had all the success at 21 years old, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But even then it's flash in a pan. Like you guys said, it may not be around forever. So you haven't built the business to where, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm recession proof. I am uh, celebrity proof. You know what I mean? If my celebrity goes down, my business still does well. You know, I'm all these things proofing your business takes at least a decade, you know? And so um, I think you guys are, are, are of the right mindset right now. And then the last piece, which is probably my favorite Maria, it's like, Hey, you don't own any of that stuff. God gave it to you. He's going to take it away someday. You know what I mean? What you do with it while you're here. You know what I mean? That's that's part of your legacy. But I uh, couldn't agree with you more. The impact that you have on people is going to be massive. And I'm very excited about getting to watch the journey that you guys have and um, just just kind of see that develop and grow and grow into a business and, and grow into a community and, you know, eventually maybe grow into a family. So appreciate you guys coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having us, Doug. Seriously. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're not just going to be watching. You're going to be a part of it. <laughs> My man. Well, I, I did want to make sure I did mention the dates for what you were talking about. Limitless Arena, when is that happening? And how can we find out more about it? Uh, Limitless Arena is September 23rd. Like I said, it's in Salt Lake City, uh, Utah. Um, there's all kinds of tickets available for it. They range from $300 to $10,000. just depends on how immersed you mm -hmm. get into recording. And uh, I mean, just the LA group in general, we do events every single month, all the time. Uh, more than welcome to reach out to Maria or myself yeah. as far as getting information on those. Um, and uh, yeah, the more people we can get around us and each other and the community and just the, the growth atmosphere, um, the better because it's, what was it, 29% more people that are going to go and execute on the stuff that we get them around. So yeah. yeah. And if you want to reach out to us directly, um, you can follow me at official Maria Kirby and then he's at Bryson Kirby. And then you can reach out to us on our phone number 828-291-3551. Fantastic. Fantastic. And I am disappointed. I'm going to need Andy to go ahead and move that date or, or muscle to go ahead and move that date Cause I'm speaking at another event on the 23rd. Oh, <laughs> I, we can move it around a little bit. <laughs> Say, hey, okay, Doug Mitchell's going to come to the event. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll move it. No problem. <laughs> I'm surprised you're no. not speaking. <laughs>
No, not yet. I'm I'm working my way up there. I'll get to that level soon. I'll get to that level soon. Absolutely. Now, I appreciate you guys coming on the show. And if you're listening, let's get built. Let's do it. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Be sure to execute on everything that you just heard and let's get building. Before we sign off, we'd like to invite you to join our Brickyard community. Head on over to jointhebrickyard.com. Again, that's jointhebrickyard.com or click the link in the description to find out more.